This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're live again. Hello. Talking Nets. Uh... Obviously, everybody's talking Nets. How convenient. No one cares about the Nets, but the Nets are going for the type of care that uh, I don't really care for. Uh, They want you to care about them uh, in the wrong ways. Let's go ahead and hit that intro, Alex. We're doing that Brooklyn Nets Nets talk right here on Talking Nets. Brooklyn, we go hard. Go, go hard. Talking Nets. Hosted by Keith McPherson, Robin Lundberg, and Hudson Flynn. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Talking Nets, episode 168. Keith McPherson joined by Robin Lumberg and Hudson Flynn. Robin, how you doing today? Uh, you know, uh, another despondent day in Netsland, the, the team that's nearly impossible to root for. Though I will say congratulations to somebody. Somebody needs to be congratulated today. That someone is Steve Nash. Congratulations, sir. Good, you are out. yeah, you are no longer a part of this. That was as mutual as it gets. <laughs> that guy must be relieved, man. He he must be doing TikTok dances uh all, all the way, however, wherever you go to do TikTok dances, all the way down the boardwalk or or the the you know dance floor or or the hallway, whatever it is. Yeah, just go be rich Steve Nash with a great family and a, a great basketball resume and find your way elsewhere. Because this was a mess. And, uh, you know, let's not leave out the fact that he wasn't a good coach. Um, (laughs) That's why Hudson said that was mutual. Hudson, how are you doing? I mean, I guess I'm doing fine. I didn't expect to be uh, back talking Nets this quick. Although it seems with this team uh, to expect the unexpected. Um, (laughs) This is the podcast that I think people have been waiting for. For at the very least since the the sweep last season. we're finally doing it, but the circumstances are maybe not uh, maybe not what they should have been. But there's going to be a lot to talk about in terms of uh, how premeditated was this decision. I mean, Robin was the first one to call it as soon as Steve Nash got fired. I think he you said what Ime Ime was going to be the Nets coach by by what Friday? Yeah, as soon as I saw Nash <laughs> was fired, and then I as soon as I saw Ime Udoka's name even mentioned by Woj or Shams, I was, oh done deal. And and you know what that means? It means that. I mean, the, the timing was curious at first because of the Kyrie thing, I think, right. and, and firing Nash in the midst of that. But 
what this indicates is that the hiring of Ime Udoko was already in the process of happening. They were just waiting for the, you know, the T's to get crossed and the, the I's to get dotted before actually getting rid of Nash. But you don't make that move and, and you don't take what's coming your way. You know, we, we know Sean Marks is going to address it. Obviously, Udoka is going to have to address it. But I expect Udoka to be coaching the team on Friday. And and the fact that Nash is gone and he's already hired means that hiring was in the process of happening. No no questions asked. I, I laugh because it, it's crazy, right? Like, by Friday, like, we went to sleep last night um, off a win. We went to sleep last night thinking, okay, they responded. Alex, let's run through, I guess, the series of events today, November 1st. Shams bomb, Woj bomb. The Nets fired Steve Nash. That's at 12.52. Uh, and Twitter starts going crazy not long after that because the decision was mutual. I'll let, I'll let, I'll let Alex run through all of these screenshots so anyone that missed Twitter earlier and how that all played out can see. One thing led to another. Ime Udoka's name immediately. It's 12. It's 2, 2.12. That's like not even two hours after. So this all had to be in the works, right? Um, could be finalized in the next 24 to 48 hours. Robin already knew. Like in our chat, Robin was like, yeah, by Friday. <laughs> Keep going with the screenshots. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jacques Vaughn obviously will fill in as the interim head coach, the bubble nets coach. When you just saw Steve Nash get tossed against the Bucks, Jacques Vaughn got up and did nothing. So he'll do that until Ime is ready to go. And Steve Nash signs off. A thank you to Brooklyn. A very heartfelt blah, 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 blah. Doesn't matter. He could not coach and he could not wait to get away from the headache that is the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to wait either. God. First of all, I think the Kyrie thing is still going to have to be addressed. That's one. Two, the your the the Yudoka hiring is going to have to be addressed by the team, given the fact that he was under suspension by the the Boston Celtics to start the season. And then three is the macro perspective of what this means for the team, because I expect once Yudoka takes over for the team to improve, he's a better coach. Um, he, I, I believe, will have the respect of some of the players in, in the locker room, most notably, obviously, Kevin Durant. And I, I expect the, the Nets to play better. I expect the, the Nets to, to beat the Bulls. I expect the Nets to maybe go on a little bit of a, a winning streak. You know, firing a coach tends to galvanize a team for a short period of time. I expect the, the Nets to be coached better as a whole. But what it might mean is doubling down on this era. And that is, I think, the, the big question. Do you really want to double down on this era? Or if you're a fan, or is it the reasonable move if you're in management to, to press the, the big red button and say enough is enough, you know, buy Kyrie, trade KD, move on and reconstruct the team. I, I think that's the crossroads you're facing. And a move like this means they're pushing the chips back in. I could be wrong. Maybe. Yeah, they, they, I, I, I mean, this is a doubling down on controversy, right? You're bringing you have Kyrie and and that radioactive situation, which is still yet to be touched by the Nets or the NBA. 
And now you're bringing in what was really the first major, you know, personal uh, craziness story uh, of this NBA season, I guess, of the offseason. And that's the kind of thing that you don't do if you're going to blow everything up. Right. Because that is I mean, that's going to bring some heat onto the Nets. And we talked about this before we go live. And Robin, you might have more insight into this than I do. But the Celtics are going to have an incentive to release uh, more information. Uh, about Ime Udoka's situation, which has yet to come to light. And that's going to put more heat on the Nets. And you don't do that if you're a team that is looking to trade away all of their their major pieces and kind of fade into that good night uh, quietly because you do not want to bring attention to yourself if you're going to admit defeat in that way. Well, you know, every time there's a move like this and the dust settles a little bit, there's always the reported piece of how did we get here that has like the nuggets of information we didn't have before. So whomever that is that drops that is going to put a couple of the things that they get from whoever their sources are as to why the Udoka situation broke down to the degree it did with the Boston Celtics. Okay, so let's back up a little bit. Um, (laughs) We did a podcast yesterday, which was kind of like an emergency podcast Mm -hmm. because we felt like we had to address the Kyrie Irving situation. 4-4 on the clock. Let's pull up these uh, anti- or the fight anti-Semitism shirts that were courtside last night. Now, in the podcast yesterday, I said I expected some kind of protest at Barclays Center. Whether it was outside or inside, I didn't know, but I assumed it would be outside, maybe with some signs, maybe some upset fans of the Brooklyn Nets. But we got to see uh, courtside seats. I think one season ticket holder joined by uh, a group of five others, six others, all wearing matching shirts, sending a message. Supposedly they did interact with Kyrie and Kyrie gave him a thumbs up and said something like, I appreciate you. But they said something along the lines of like, you know, we told him we love you anyway, even though you hate us. It is a bad look. Brooklyn is a area with black people, Jewish people, all kinds of people. The Brooklyn Nets have a diverse fan base. Anyone that's told you that the Brooklyn Nets aren't selling tickets or that, uh, you know, attendance is down, that's a lie. I put together a couple screenshots from the first few games, 100% capacity at Barclays Center, except for last night, Halloween night coming off of Kyrie not apologizing, not saying, not even clarifying uh, his post. So here we are today. Um, you, you have that, and that is festering. I woke up today. They're talking about it on uh, Tiki and Tierney on WFAN, and they don't even have all the facts straight. I'm, I'm sending messages in saying, hey, tell BT that Kyrie did delete the tweet. He may not have apologized, and I'm not defending him. I think it was stupid because – I said yesterday, you got to be out of your mind to do something like this after the week you saw Kanye West have. You see Kanye West getting his ass beat and you decide to jump into that? Kind of crazy. But that's where we were this morning in the AM. People are saying, okay, he ducked the media last night, right? He wasn't made available after the second Pacers game. He may be available tonight. We don't know. But I look at all of this as the Nets saying, hey, We are in, uh, like, maybe the Nets um, crisis management, PR. We are in uh, not good space right now. We're 2-5. and Please don't forget that the team was losing games. They could have lost that game last night. KD obviously had some heroics, and they were able to hold that team off. But the number one reason for firing Nash, right, is because he can't coach. He couldn't call timeouts, right? He didn't challenge plays when he needed to, his rotations, the defense, whatever. 
Steve Nash is out. Nets fans applauded that. We were at practice in the park. When Steve Nash came out, he came out to booze. That was weeks before Kyrie did this stupid shit. And even last night, Christian Winfield tweeted out, Kyrie gets announced, the fans cheer. Steve Nash gets announced, and the fans boo. So this was, you know, I think I said this in one of the first couple episodes. If they're losing right now, maybe they're losing and thinking about making a coaching change. They should have did it in the summer. They should have did it after they were swept in the first round. But here we are today. Steve Nash is out. Kyrie Irving still has not apologized. This anti-Semitic tweet that he, or this anti-Semitic movie that he tweeted the link to with no context. He didn't write a caption. He didn't explain anything. He also didn't explain it in the postgame. So we're still here now with people putting words into Kyrie's mouth, saying what Kyrie thinks, saying what the Brooklyn Nets should do, saying what the NBA should do, and that's still up in the air. Well, you know, I, I, I said it yesterday, but I don't think that's going anywhere. You know, that's one of those ones that sticks. And, and we'll see, you know, how the, the fan base as a whole responds to it. But from a media standpoint and from certain fans who are hurt, it's going to stick. And, and I think, like I said, uh, Kyrie had a chance to say, hey, I didn't get that message, but I understand why people took it that way, given some of what's in there. I completely denounced that. I apologize. I'm taking it down. My bad. And, and we would have moved on. But because he was so obstinate, in that press conference, he made it worse. And now you are dealing with fans who are probably conflicted, who don't know what to do with, with one blow on top of another blow on top of another blow. They didn't fire Steve Nash in the summer because Kevin Durant said to fire Steve Nash. And they didn't want to look like they were just bending at, at his whim at that time to fire Marks and, and Nash. Knew. KD was on to something. He knew this shit was but, a circus. <laughs> and KD played great, by the way, uh, last night. Congratulations to KD, ninth, uh, 19th all-time in scoring. He's in the midst of an all-time NBA career. Uh, you can't take that away from him. But at the same time, he's basically been running the show, you know, at least in, in so, to some degree. You have to uh, believe his influence ha- has been rampant throughout this time period. And all it has been is, is misery and circling around the drain. So that has to be factored in as well. But like I said, I, I do think, you know, they're going to be the most hated team in the league, most likely. Uh, some of their fans are going to have trouble, I think, stomaching everything that's going on. They're likely to become a better basketball team because Yudoka's a good coach. He's a good defensive coach. The Celtics were a brilliant defensive team last year. And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll test that theory of winning cures everything. I, I think the Nets will test that theory of winning cures everything if they can get on a run right here in the midst of all this. Yeah. And it, it honestly, like you said, it, it raises that question of does winning cure everything, but it, it also, I think equally uh, raises a question of what is the be all end all in the NBA, right? Is it basketball? Is it the on-court product or is it the off-court uh, issues that tend to you know penetrate that on-court product? And that's been something that I think a lot of, fans and the media and players uh, have been grappling with in recent years. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Ime Udoka is parachuting into a toxic situation, bringing his own level of toxicity. He's not going to be able to avoid questions uh, about his own conduct. He's not going to be able to avoid questions uh, about Kyrie Irving's conduct. And I'm genuinely uh, beyond any sort of uh, talking about the Nets, watching the Nets, being a fan of that, just as as someone who consumes the NBA, I'm fascinated to see what is going to happen and and how exactly this is going to be dealt with. I know uh, Sean Marks is about to have a press conference. Uh, I think at five, Keith, uh, yeah. if if if, uh, if we'll I remember on. correctly. 
And it's going to be it's going to be fascinating to see the way the Nets deal with this, because you can't not have media availability for Kyrie every single game for the rest. Well, it would have been a good idea to start that. I mean, that should have been a Kyrie policy. No media availability for Kyrie ever. Yeah. (laughs) And you can't do it for Ime Udoka. So there's going to have to be some level of addressing this situation more so than Nash did, where he was like, I guess we're growing together because he knew that he was a lame duck at that point. I think Udoka will be much better than that, um, than Nash was. Aside from coaching, and, you know, we'll see what comes out about Yudoka. We'll see how the organization addresses that. We'll see how Yudoka addresses that personally. But I'm talking on a, a day-to-day, week-to-week, it seems like scandal-to-scandal basis. I think he will be stronger and more assertive in his voice. Because Nash was kind of like a, a spin master, right? And just like, yeah. he would always, you, you never knew if you're, you were never getting anything from Steve Nash. Never anything of substance, but the, the, while I feel good for Steve Nash, like I said, the, the person I feel bad for is the, the hiring manager for this PR job. Did you see, yeah. I, I think the Nets are trying mm-hmm. to hire a PR job and, and they might as well be hiring the, the, this is fine. They're, 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 they're hiring, <laughs> they're hiring for PR. They're hiring for content They're The Nets are hiring across the board. And that is a, that's, that's definitely going to be a, a tough job for whoever ends up taking it. Well, let's let's take the opportunity to look at this whole thing and look forward, right? The Nets are a mess, and we know that. They know that they're a circus. They're adding more fuel to the fire, bringing Ime Udoka in, and uh, it's not a guarantee that they win, right? I've been a Nets fan for a long time. I've watched the Nets do a lot of things that people thought initially this move makes them a contender. This right here makes them a championship team. It is not guaranteed. So... They have to win, right? Let's remember they're two and five. That's not a great start. They have a game tonight against the Chicago Bulls. Then they hit the road for three games. They face the Wizards, the Hornets, the Mavericks. Those are winnable games. And then they come home Wednesday, November 9th, and face the New York Knicks. And we're in New York. You can't escape it. All these Knicks fans are taking a victory lap like they dodged a bullet. Like, oh, this was an epic fail. Um, All that we need to know as Nets fans, right, it's tough. It's tough to separate your morals or how you would do things from your fandom and the team you root for, right? I watched basketball. I watched the NBA. There were years where the Nets were trash, and I was more keyed in on individual players. Um, As the Nets started winning again and the Nets started developing their culture, I got more back into the Nets because they looked like they had promised to compete at the top of the NBA. They went the superstar route, and in going the superstar route, you – kind of put your organization in the hands of the superstars, what they want, right? Kenny Atkinson, we all looked at, was fired. We thought he was a good coach, Kenny. We all looked at that as, okay, these guys, they don't respect him. They don't want to be coached by him. They got him out of here. Hudson and I did the episode when they announced Steve Nash. We were completely shocked, but we were cool with it. We knew that Steve Nash had been at Golden State as an assistant or whatever, had some rapport with KD, probably had the respect of Kyrie, who had came out and said, we don't need a coach, you know, any night. You know, any one that's of us because he's be a had coach. like 10 coaches, Kyrie. He has, and he that has is, that about 10 BS. coaches. And we all know that's BS because we watched them get swept out of the first round against Ime Udoka and a Celtics team that shut down KD and they looked well coached. And you see teams make it that are well coached. Monty Williams and the Suns. Uh, Steve Kerr kind of got a great team handed to him, but they're still well coached. Uh, Mike Budenhoser and the, uh, the Bucks. You need a coach in the NBA. You need someone to steer the ship. You need someone to help you out with the officials, to call timeouts, to challenge plays, to set rotations, and to be able to adjust at halftime. And what we think now is that the Brooklyn Nets have one of those guys. He was here before. So you hope 
that he has some rapport from then. And you also hope that whatever the Celtics throw uh, into this firestorm, whatever else is uncovered, because that's something we just talked about. And I said before, hey, more is going to come from this, right? Anyone that doesn't like Ime Udoka or doesn't like the Brooklyn Nets, they're going to be digging and prying and looking to throw more uh, fuel on this fire. So buckle up, folks. If you love basketball and you don't love drama, the Brooklyn Nets are not for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I feel confident saying the Nets are going to be better. Uh, will people feel better about rooting for them? That's a tough proposition. I, I think they win the game. Ben Simmons doesn't play right now just because not, not, no shot at Ben. He's just not ready all the way yet. And it allows Claxton to be at his best. And, and I think Udoka might be the kind of coach who has the guts to break up that tandem full time, play Ben Simmons at center, you know, put guys in, in the, the maximum position to succeed where you've got Joe Harris, Royce O'Neal out on the floor together, stuff like that. So I, I do expect um, him to be a more authoritative voice. I do expect the team to play better. Um, what I, what I can't say is that we're, we're all going to be rah, rah uh, uh, about it. That remains to, to be seen on how things are handled you know, Kyrie's in the last year of his, his deal, how that's resolved. It's just, uh, it's a, it's a lot in, in two words. It's a lot. Yeah. And it'd be a lot if it was happening during the off season, but we're playing games at the same time, right? Ime Udoka has got to integrate himself with the coaching staff while answering these questions. Kyrie Irving has to practice and play for the Nets if he continues to do so, you know, while dealing with these questions, or at least we think dealing with the questions, maybe not. Um, it, it, it's going to be, it's going to be a test. It's going to be a test. And there's an argument to say that the Nets will be better for it, that they'll be able to, if they can weather this storm, they can weather anything. Maybe the playoffs will, will be kinder to them than it has been in recent seasons. But as of right now, it's, it's going to be a challenge and all eyes are on the Nets. There's no shying away from the bright lights in Brooklyn. So that's it, folks. Um, I'm trying to figure out where to watch, but in the past you've been able to watch, on the Brooklyn Nets YouTube, Sean Marks is about to meet the media. You know he's going to be asked a bunch of questions. Nick Friedel is going to strictly ask about Kyrie Irving and this Amazon movie. Um, some of these other reporters are going to ask about Steve Nash, Ime Udoka. Somebody's going to ask about Ben Simmons. It is a mess, but it is a mess that the Nets created, and it is on them to win games and try and get out of this. And we'll be back on Talking Nets to talk about the Nets some more. Uh, after these next couple games, after this Bulls game uh, tonight, and then I guess, you know, they, they play Friday. So maybe we got to let them, you know, get a couple games in so we have some actual basketball to talk about. But uh, subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the pod. I would watch Sean Marks, and I'd listen closely to the questions he's asked and how he answers them just to try and get a feel for what the Nets are thinking, what they're doing, and where they think they're going. Um I got nothing else to add. You guys got anything else? Schiffer says, uh, check it out on NBA TV. Okay, NBA TV. Not everybody has that, but I think if you go to NBATV.com, log in with your cable provider, something like that, you could probably watch it. But the, uh, the clips mess. will be everywhere. The, yeah, the Brooklyn mess. It's funny. We used to say the New York mess. We're talking about the New York mess. Uh, New York, right? Nobody cares about the Nets. Yeah, they care now. You got everybody's attention now. Let's see what happens. Um, all in on this year. And that's what we knew coming in, uh, but now they've just anted up, and uh, we'll see. It's it, it's going to be interesting. It might not be interesting basketball, but it's going to be interesting uh, <laughs> to talk about, and that's why we're here. All right, I got to watch this press conference. These guys got stuff to do. Thanks for joining us. Like this, subscribe to this, and uh, make sure you subscribe to the pod. We got a game tonight. Go beat the Chicago Bulls. 
and we'll see if Kyrie Irving talks to the media after. Let's go Nets. Let's go Nets. Brooklyn. All right, we can end this live.